tonight. Go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And tonight, I want to preach a message in honor of Earth Day. And usually when I preach a message in honor of something, I'm being sarcastic. I'm not usually honoring it. But tonight, I want to talk about how celebrating Earth Day has actually hurt our planet. That all this Earth Day junk is terrible for our planet. It's terrible for our word. And you know, as a you cannot be a Bible believer and get caught up in this environmentalist junk. It just it, it doesn't make sense. It is so anti Bible. Now listen, I want to start off by saying I'm all for a clean environment. I'm all for you know cleanliness. I hate littering. Okay, my kids, uh, you know, I've busted them littering before. And when they do, they get warned the first time, and the next time they litter, they get community service. All right, you know, the sentence is from me, and I and I told them if I ever have to make you do a community service again, you're wearing an orange jumpsuit. I'll find something you know to make you look like a criminal, and because because I don't like it, it's just lazy. I get mad when people are throwing their garbage out. You know, not because I'm worried about them destroying the planet. It's just because I don't want to see people's garbage laying all over the place. You know, I like I like cleanliness. And I'm all for it for that very reason, but not because I'm scared. That, you know, we're going to melt the polar ice caps. You know, because you know you didn't recycle your cans. I'm not worried about that stuff, not one bit. And you know, I, I like conservation stuff. I'm glad there's places that we can go and you know walk through some woods and you know see animals and things. I I love that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm glad we have uh, that we do a lot of those things. I don't want the factories and stuff ruining everything. Okay, I mean, how many of you ever drove by um, in Clinton, Iowa, right along the river, that nasty-looking factory thing? I don't know what that place is, but it just—I just imagine everybody having cancer that works there, or, li- or even lives by that place, just because it looks very toxic. I don't—I don't know what that place is, but and you know, I've heard some stories about that steel mill, you know, over across the river. And uh, I get a little nervous about it sometimes. It's, you know, I don't think it's as bad anymore, but it seems like we got a lot of cancer. In this area, and I've often wondered if some of the stuff that was going on there hasn't maybe contributed to it. And I, you know, I definitely do get concerned to a certain extent about that stuff. However, what goes on with this Earth Day stuff and what they're promoting, what they're pushing, and what they're doing um, is not helping one bit. In fact, it is, I believe, it's making things worse. And so, first, I want us to look at some scripture. And notice, uh, notice some things and show you from the Scripture how Earth Day is actually hurting our planet. And the first thing I want to tell you is that one thing that Earth, this whole Earth Day thing has done is it's turned our focus from the cre- it's turned our focus to the creation instead of the Creator. One thing that you know all the environmentalists have in common, and there's a lot of things they have in common. But one of those things is they are very godless people. They do not believe in God. If they do believe in God, it's not the God that we believe in and not the God that the Bible talks about. They all believe in evolution. They don't believe in God. And they've got us focusing on the creation instead of the Creator. That you know Our lives are all about taking care of this planet instead of about glorifying God. That's why the Bible says we were created for His pleasure. We weren't created... You know, for the planet. You know, this planet is something that God gave to us, and God gave us a good planet. And we've messed up a lot of stuff here. This planet, when it was made, I mean, it was a paradise. It was perfect, and our sin has made it what it is today. But you know what? It's still pretty good. 
It really is. But look at what Romans chapter 1, verse 18 says. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that when they that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Now what's one thing that all the environmentalists and all the scientific people have in common? They all talk like belief in creation is foolishness, don't they? I mean, if you believe in creation, I mean, you're ignorant. I mean, what is wrong with you? Politicians anymore, if they dare to mention a belief in creation, I mean, they jump all over them for it. I remember they were all, people got all scared to death when they found out that Sarah Palin believed in creation. I remember, I think, I think, I don't want to give him credit if he doesn't deserve it, but I think it might have been Marco Rubio. I'm not sure. He had made a statement one time about like 6,000 years of human history or something like that. And boy, they just pounced all over him for it. I mean, how ignorant, how foolish. And the truth is, they're rejecting God, professing themselves to be wise. Where are the wise ones? We believe in science. You foolish, you know, dimwits that believe in a God and a creation and think this world is only 6,000 years old. And you, and it's exactly what the Bible says. And they do it professing themselves to be wise, but the Bible says that they're the fools. And we need to remember that. And it says, um, verse 23, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. This creation, this is God. This world, this is, it's what's given us life. You know, Mother Earth, she's what sustains us and we better not displease her. We better take care of her. Otherwise, she's going to get mad. And boy, the, you know, polar ice caps are going to melt and we're all going to get flooded and then this is going to happen and we're going to, you know, destroy this part of the ecosystem. It's going to be this chain reaction and we're all going to die because we violated the laws given to us by Mother Earth. Once again, changing the glory of an uncorruptible God into, you know, corruptible. And it says, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Now, what are we all about in this country today? We're all about the creature, the individual. Okay? And so that means if you, for example, and these two people go together. They will always be in agreement. They will always link elbows. But the environmentalist crowd and the homosexual crowd. I mean, they just go hand in hand. I was wanting to learn some stuff about Earth Day and I was you know, looking up some things on it, watched some videos about it. It seemed like every one of those things, the guys on there talking about promoting it, I don't know if they were homos, but boy, did they act like it. I mean, just sweet boys. I mean, just it was disturbing. And these people are all about it because they have they have this belief. And one of the things that we're being told is if you're homosexual, you were born that way. It, I mean, it's what nature, you know, nature made you that way. You know, most, some of them will even try to say God made you that way. But once again, if they're talking about God, they're not talking about the God 
we believe it. They're not talking about the God of the Bible, and they will, you know. And it's if that's what you like, if that's what you want, that's okay. That's fine. Why? Because you're you. You be whatever you want to be. I mean, it's all fine. It's all good. Even though nature itself, I mean, proves that it's an abomination. Nature itself. I mean, if they want to talk about somebody being bigoted and homophobic, it's nature. Because look what happens to these people as a result. All the diseases and things that are being spread. Nature, you know, obviously doesn't like them. You know, if there was a Mother Earth, she doesn't like them either. I mean, you can just tell by, uh, you know, what happens. Nature rejects it. It doesn't work. They can't reproduce. They can only recruit, and that's what they're doing. And in verse 24, for God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Oh, we already read that. And then verse 26, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And right now, I'm telling you, when has this homosexual thing really just started exploding? And this immorality thing just really started exploding? I mean, it's only been in the last several years. And I'm not saying it all goes back to Earth Day, but Earth Day, it was started. It was April 22nd, 1970. 1970 was the first year they did it. And you know what? Has this planet gotten any better as a result of it? Has our morality gotten any better as a result of those things? Absolutely not. And I'm telling you, those two people always work together. I mean, I promise you, if you find a hardcore environmentalist, in fact, I'll bet if you went to some Earth Day celebration somewhere and you went and did a poll on those people doing their stupid marches and things, I'll bet 99.9% of them are for things like gay marriage and for homosexuals. And I'll bet a pretty big population of them are homosexuals. Why? That whole thing, they just go together. That rejection of God, that worshiping the creature instead of the Creator, we see in the Bible, they just go hand in hand and they go right together. And mankind today, and especially in America, we are focused on the creature and we are rejecting the Creator. And we are focused on the creation and not the Creator. And notice what's mentioned several times in this passage. It talks about the judgment of God. And we're going to be getting into that. But this focus I mean, has done so much damage. People, they think they're born with these perversions. Therefore, it's natural and it's okay. They have no understanding, no concept of the fact that there is a law that God has given. There is a perfect law. There is the Word of God. There is right and there's wrong. There's wickedness. And people, they reject that. And you cannot 
have a belief in God, you cannot believe this Bible and do those kind of abominations. And so it's like they've gone after this other God of Mother Earth. And just whatever is there, however things everything's are, however you are, that's the way she made you, and therefore do what makes you happy. And I believe this Earth Day and worship of the planet, worship of the creature, serving the creation has got our focus off the Creator. Because when we recognize the Creator, I think we have to figure that He's probably in charge, don't you think? That if He was able to create us when we can't create anything, He probably knows a little better than we do, don't we? And if we recognize the Creator, then it's it's going to get our focus. It's or if we if we recognize that there's a creator, so we do. We gotta we gotta admit that his law is true. And then also this idea of Earth Day, what it's done, it's convinced people that the things that are happening around the planet are the results of sins against the planet instead of sins against God. Look at Second Peter chapter three and verse three. 2 Peter chapter three and verse three. See, and this is where you know, whenever Christians, if they want to start talking about, or anybody who claims to be a Christian and want to start talking about the global warming and you know how we're destroying this planet, I mean, you cannot believe the Bible and believe all that stuff. You you cannot do it, no matter how hard you try. But look what, because look at what Second Peter chapter three, verse three says. Who's adorn? Uh, I'm in First Peter. It's like we're getting into the women's modest apparel. That's not where I was wanting to go tonight. Second, Second Peter chapter three. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. Okay, what are these environmentalist people really going after? They're going after their own lusts, their own desires. They're not seeking after the will of God. And saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the Word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then, uh, then was being overflowed with water perished. They are willingly ignorant of the flood. I mean, you try to bring up the the flood to the scientific community and they will laugh you out of there. I mean, they totally reject the flood and it's on purpose. The flood proves too many things. One thing it proves the Bible's true. Another thing it proves is it proves that God, if He judged the world before, He's probably going to do it again. God said He was going to judge the world with water and then He said later He's going to judge it with fire, didn't He? And we're going to see that in a minute. And if God kept that promise, He's probably going to keep this other promise. And we can't have that. We can't let people believe that. And they are willingly ignorant of the flood. There is proof all over the place of a global flood. I mean... I love watching them try to explain those underwater pyramids. You ought to watch some of the documentaries on these underwater pyramids that they have. That according to evolution, it should have been millions of years ago when those things were out of the water, but yet they've got these pyramids that were clearly man-made underwater. Well, how could that have happened? Well, it could have happened in a pre-flood world. They could have made those. It could have been above water then. And But, well, we can't have that. We can't do anything to support the Bible, and unfortunately, um, like I said it's 
they they are succeeding, and even Christians, you know, it's like they shy away from talking about these things. They shy away from talking about you know a six thousand year old planet. They're they're scared to do that because they don't want to be laughed at and told that they're ignorant. But the Bible says they're willingly ignorant of that. They know better. They, and then verse seven, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. This world, it's only a matter of time. It's there. It's going to burn up. And notice how it says in the beginning, the world was, you know, out of the water. How did it say that in verse? Earth standing out of the water and in the water. And many people believe that there was a canopy of water that covered the earth. It was like that water was there. And I know there was a lot of you know good reasons for it, but it was like it was there. God knew what was going to eventually happen. And it was only a matter of time and that canopy of water was going to fall and flood the earth. And it did. And right now, there is in store, there is fire reserved into the day of judgment. I think it's you know, I think it's safe to say that there probably is evidence out there that shows this earth's going to burn up one of these days. But why is it going to burn up? Not because of sins against the planet, because of sins against God. And once again, people can't admit that because what are some of the sins against God? Well, there are a lot of our lusts, aren't they? The lusts, the things that people are wanting to do, you know, all, all the sin and the perversion that's going on. People, they have that lust. They've decided that they want to do those things. And we can't admit that those are sin. We can't admit that judgment's coming because of that because then that means, well, we probably should give up that lifestyle. And they're not going to have that. They'd rather dwell in darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. And you know, and many people are going along with it and saying, you know what, it's been a long time, nothing's happened. But let, but verse 8 says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and all the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? He says when you see these things, this ought to motivate you and challenge you and even scare you into living a holy life and doing a God thing, but belief in the coming destruction by fire, okay, that is that is going to motivate you to get right with God. But do you think the devil wants that? Absolutely not. So if scientists are seeing evidence that this world is going to burn up, which it is, he's got to get their focus on something else. Because the last thing he wants is people turning from their wicked ways. He wants them continuing. So you know what? Let's talk about something else. That's another God. It's it's because of sins against the planet. You know, it's because you're using too many you know fossil fuels. It's because you don't recycle and you know just using all that junk and getting people and, you know, things that aren't even necessarily bad. So there's nothing wrong with recycling. Okay, I mean you know, there's nothing wrong with you trying to keep the environment clean and stuff. But listen, if you see evidence that this world is going to be destroyed by is going to burn up. It's not because of your sins because of sins against the planet. It's because of sins against God. And then verse twelve, notice what verse twelve says. 
looking for and hasting under the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Now, why would we look for that and haste that? Why, why would we be excited about the world burning up? Well, what day, you know, why would we be excited about that day of God? Well, why would we be excited about that? Because that's the day of the Lord. That's the day when He's going to come and He's going to rapture us out of here. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Now, in the new heaven and new earth, we're not going to get into that tonight, but the Bible says Jesus Christ is going to rule there and He's going to rule with a feather duster. No, He's going to rule with a rod of iron. There's going to dwell righteousness in that world. All that junk that's going on in this world today, it's not going to be going on during that time. And if it does happen, it's going to be dealt with in a biblical manner. And it's going to be dealt with justly. And do you think the world wants to think about that right now? I mean, do you think that crowd of drugged up hippies and stuff, when they're having their marches and things, do you think while they're having that stuff, worshiping their God, Mother Earth, or the planet, do you think they want to be reminded about a coming destruction? About Jesus Christ ruling and reigning and righteousness dwelling on this earth? They don't want to hear about that. Absolutely not. And it's like people think if we ignore God, He doesn't exist, He's not there, and Earth Day is nothing but a focus and a worship on a false God. And it's getting our focus, making people think that the things that are happening are a result of sins against the planet instead of sins against God. Go to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 6. Now we know this is a tribulation. He's going through the first, he's going through the seals here. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. White horse, see that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom, there shall be famines. The uh, second horse, pestilence is the third horse, and earthquakes in diverse places. I think the fifth seal uh, was the uh, the earthquakes. I, I might be getting some of these things mixed up. All these are the beginning of sorrows. We see in the tribulation there's going to be famines, there is going to be earthquakes, and you know what? As things, I believe a lot that what we see happening in the tribulation are all really pretty much pretty natural events. There's nothing really supernatural that goes on until you get to the trumpets and the vials. These are all pretty natural things that are taking place. And if God said those things are going to happen during the tribulation, well, wouldn't it make sense that with what we know about science and things today, we might be able to see some of that coming? Wouldn't it make sense that you know maybe we'd see stuff going around the planet, on around the planet that might tell us that some pretty bad famines are coming when the Bible says there's going to be terrible famines during the tribulation. You know, when we read about the earthquakes and stuff that happened in Revelation, wouldn't it make sense that we're having more earthquakes now and there's evidence that great earthquakes could be coming? Doesn't that just make sense? Doesn't that seem to line up with the Bible? You would think all this stuff that's going on, the natural disasters and things that are happening more frequently, you would think we would look at that and say, we've got to be getting close to the tribulation because the planet is setting itself up for exactly what the Bible describes, but yet, does any of that have to do with sins against the planet? No, it has to do with sins against God. 
It has to do with the Antichrist. It has to do with the one world ruler. You know, and what's this Earth Day stuff? It's a global thing. They say now that it is the it is the largest secular holiday in all the world. It's being celebrated all over the world. And you know, I mean, if, if you're a politician today, one thing you have to do if you're going to get elected, you got to get up and talk about how much you love this planet and how great this planet is, and how we got to take care of the planet. I mean, you got to. Bow to the bow your knee to the goddess of Mother Earth. I mean, it, we see this happening all the time. But really, do you do you really think that by us recycling more, using less gas and energy and things, is going to stop these things from happening? When what's bringing it on is man's sin. Okay, if anything's going to stop it, or at least nothing's going to stop it. But if anything's going to even delay it, it's going to be us getting right with God. It's going to be us having revival, not recycling. That's not going to do one thing for this planet. It's our sin that's causing all this to happen. And people are looking for mercy from a false goddess that they refer to as Mother Earth instead of asking for God's mercy. Because thank God in the day of the Lord, He promised that He's going to take us out of here before He pours His wrath out on this earth. And thank God thank God for that. But unfortunately, most people, they're so busy praying and worshiping a false goddess that they're going to be they're going to be left here to pay for their sins that they didn't have to pay for because Jesus Christ paid for them on the cross. And they're going to pay for them on earth and they're going to pay for them for eternity in a place called hell. So really when we stop and think about it, this worship of the planet it only makes things worse because who does God always go after? God always goes after the false gods, doesn't He? The ten plagues in Egypt. Every one of those things, it was God was specifically going after one of their false gods that they worshipped. And what God are, do we worship more than anything now? Well, we, money. Okay, money is huge, and we see in the tribulation that that God's going to get stomped. And then also we worship this planet. And we see that that God is going to get stopped. And go to 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 22. God is a very jealous God. Very jealous. 1 Kings, right, I got two, it's chapter 20. 1 Kings chapter 20. Verse 22 says, And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go strengthen thyself and mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. That's why we lost. You know, everybody always wants to blame things on other gods and things. Oh, they, their gods are gods of the hills. That's why they were stronger. But let us fight them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And we're not gonna, when you go on, you look. This, they were up against a multitude. They were greatly outnumbered. And of course, once again, God defeated that army. Look what it says in verse 28. It says, And there came out a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is the, is God of the hills. He is not the God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude in thine hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. You see, God's, <laughs> God wasn't going to let the Syrians get away with that. They're saying I'm not the God of the plains. Well, I'll show them. I will defeat them with a much smaller army to prove who I am. 
Not just so they'll know, but so all of you will know. And God always goes after the false gods. And if we continue to worship this planet, our God who is a jealous God, what do you think He's going to do? Well, He's going to let more bad stuff happen in this planet. Y'all are worried about global warming? Alright, fine. I'll let it get really hot this summer. You know, y'all are going to worship it. I'll let it get really cold this winter. I mean, God is in control of these things and He's the one that we ought to be looking to. And unfortunately, that is not what's going on. And we have convinced people... Not we. They have convinced people these things are a result of sins against the planet instead of sins against God. This world is going to burn. This planet is going to burn because of man's sin. It's reserved to fire. And I I don't doubt for one minute that there are aren't things, scientific things that you can look at. And I don't know the science on that stuff. I'm not a scientist. But I have no doubt that there are things that they could probably see that prove it's going to happen. Just like back before Noah's day, if they had had all the things that we have now, I think they could have seen that canopy of water. And you know what? I think they might have been able to see that, you know, I don't think that's going to last real long. And you know what? Maybe now there's things they know. They can, I guess we've got a magnetic field that goes around our planet that kind of protects us from the uh, the sun and you know, from solar flares and things. Maybe they can see that you know that's weakening, it's breaking up. And if that goes away, well, there's nothing stopping this planet from getting burned up. And you know what? Maybe it is coming. Maybe it, maybe it is about to happen. And maybe they can see it, but instead of turning to God. They're turning. They're turning to a false god. I don't know. So you know, I read about things in Revelation like wormwood. I have no doubt that there's things in space that they can probably see coming. But do you think they're going to say, "Oh, that's wormwood. This is one of God's judgments that He's said that He was going to bring"? They're not going to tell us about that. There's no way. It's there. There's no way they're going to do that. And so. this earth, they think, it is, it's literally making things worse. Okay, now, scientifically speaking, they can talk about all the clean stuff they did, all the clean bills they passed, and how it's done this, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but as a Bible believer, we know that they're only making things worse. They're angering God by doing this. And then the third thing that they're doing is, well, the third thing, a reason that this has made, Earth Day has made things worse. First of all, Earth Day, it was started by, uh, Senator Gaylord Nelson, and person in the government. And you know what? Our government, they have used all their resources to warp young minds when it comes to this thing. I mean, I, I, I go visit some of these schools and things sometimes. There is environmentalist stuff all over in these school buildings. You see it all over the walls. The teachers shove it down their throat. I mean, just hammering the Save the Planet stuff. They do it big time in schools. For young kids, at college campuses, it's crazy. In fact, Earth Day, it was started. It was, all, it was done in college campuses all over. It was done. It was promoted amongst college students. College campuses, the government has control of these places. They have full control of the schools and they are shoving this down people's throat. Now, why would they do that? Truth is, that's actually smart. Okay, if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to do damage, because you know what does Ecclesiastes 12:1 say? Ecclesiastes 12:1 says, "Remember now, thy Creator, in the days of thy youth." You know how important it is to teach, you know, kids the truth when they're young. You know how influential children are, and not and even going into their college years. Okay, that that that. 
When they get to that college age, it's like for the first time in their life, they feel like I can think for myself now. Because growing up, your parents kind of told you everything, didn't they? And you were very influential and that was huge. But as soon as you get to that age where you're kind of on your own, you're thinking, I can think for myself now. But the thing is, these dumb college students aren't thinking for themselves. They're listening to their professors and all these weirdos you know, that are, that are teaching them. And they get caught up in all this new stuff that they never heard. Things their parents didn't teach them. Things their churches definitely didn't teach them. And boy, they just flock to this stuff. They flock to it. And our government is using all their resources with the schools to get people at a young age worshiping Mother Earth. And Earth Day, it was. It was started on college campuses. The first Earth Day, it had participants and celebrants in 2,000 colleges and universities, roughly 10,000 primary and secondary schools, and hundreds of communities across the United States. Notice they were in thousands and thousands of colleges and universities. But in just regular communities, just hundreds. Okay, why? Because you know that then it's up to the people, and most of them probably didn't want to do it. And it said, it, uh, more importantly, it brought 20 million Americans out into the spring sunshine for peaceful demonstrations in favor of environmental reform. It is now observed in 192 countries, coordinated by the nonprofit Earth Day Network, chaired by the first Earth Day 1978. Uh, organizer Dennis Hayes, according to whom Earth Day is now the largest secular holiday in the world, celebrated by more than a billion people every year. Environmental groups have sought to make Earth Day into a day of action which changes human behavior and provokes policy changes. And that's the biggest thing right there. They're using it to influence government to take more freedom. And I'm not even going to go into that subject. That is one thing that Earth Day has done is it's cost us a lot of freedom, this worship of the planet. Why? Because those false gods, they do like to control. And they they want your loyalty. And they want everything you have. And the Mother Goddess or Mother Earth, she's, she's no exception. But the best time to try to influence people is while they're young. Mark chapter 10 and verse 13. Remember, they brought little children to Jesus and the disciples, they rebuked them. And Jesus was angry at His disciples. He said, suffer little children to come unto Me. For as such is the kingdom of heaven. Getting people while they're young is so important. I mean, that is key. And the Bible says we're supposed to remember the Creator in the days of our youth. But let me ask you, how many kids today are being taught about a Creator. They're not hearing about it in schools. They're definitely not seeing it on television. They're not learning about it when they go to these science museums and things. They're going to be hearing billions and billions of years ago, billions and billions of years ago. And what do all kids love? Especially boys. What do all boys love? Dinosaurs, right? All boys love dinosaurs. Well, what do you hear about every time you talk about dinosaurs? Millions and millions of years ago. Every dinosaur cartoon, you know, millions and millions of years ago, before man roamed the earth. And this stuff is shoved down their throats. And people in churches today, you can get up in, I'll bet a majority of churches in this area, and you can get up there and you can talk about 6,000 years ago when everything started. What about the caveman? You know, what about dinosaurs? And they bring up all these questions. And many Christian people today believe this world is billions of years old. And many churches today are getting caught up in this environmentalist movement and this save the planet stuff. 
It's absolutely insane because nobody is teaching about a creator. I mean, they, you know, they can't stand that, that our founding documents talk about a creator, endowed by a creator. They hate that. And we're not, they don't talk about that in schools. Parents aren't talking about it with their children. And it's not even being talked about in most churches today. And evolution is constantly being talked about. And I, I promise you will never hear anybody give a speech at Earth Day that talks about God creating the world in six days. You'll never hear it. They don't believe it one bit. And they are getting people while they're young and churches and Christian people are letting their, their kids get influenced by this junk. And then we wonder why our kids grow up and turn out to be weirdos and perverts when we had them in church. You know, and listen, it's, the church can't teach everything. You know, you got to do some teaching yourself at home. Okay, it, you know, and on, that's a that's another message there. But we're let we're letting them get brainwashed by this stuff, and more and more people are accepting this idea. What's wrong if people want to be homosexual and stuff? It, it's just how, who they are. Well, where, where did they hear that? They didn't get that from the Bible. They got it by from a bunch of people who worship. The creatures and creation instead of the Creator that do not recognize a law of God. And we have got to teach them this while they're young. We have got to get this in their head. It is so important. Our government has figured out if they're going to, and the environmentalists, if we are going to convince people of these lies and get them to believe it and live it until they're older, we've got to get them while they're young. And they are, they have been successful. But you know, the truth is, from the very little, little I read, very little that I read about Senator Gaylord Nelson, I think it's possible that he start, that when he started Earth Day, that his motives were pretty good. He may have been somebody that just loved nature and just wanted to make sure we didn't create an environment unfit to live in. I mean, we, we see what we can do. Okay? I mean, it's, it's kind of scary what we have the ability to do with some of our nuclear bombs. We've seen what's going on over in Japan at Fukushima where that you know, tsunami went and all the junk that's going on there. I mean, we've seen what we can do. You know, that thing that happened in the Gulf with the oil spill, that was pretty bad. You know, and notice how the planet itself cleaned that up really quick. And that was, that was kind of neat how that worked. Our planet can fix itself to a certain extent. But he may have been... Innocent, but I have no doubt that the environmentalist movement today is nothing more than a religion that is taking people's focus off the Creator and it's taking their focus off the coming judgment and getting people focused on a planet that God intended to be temporary. Okay? God intended this planet to be temporary. And it's not meant to be here for millions and billions of years or even tens of thousands of years. I think it was Al Gore I heard say uh, on his big inconvenient lie or whatever inconvenient truth that he, that he did. You know, I, I think it was him that said on there he talked about our planet has an expiration date. You know what? He's right. It does have an expiration date. And you know what? There's nothing we can do to stop that. But what we can do is we can save ourselves 
by calling on the Lord for salvation, by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can be spared from the wrath to come. We can be delivered, but yes, our planet has an expiration date. Those polar ice caps are going to melt. This entire planet, it's going to burn. And it is has nothing to do with us not taking care of the planet. It has everything to do with our sin. This place is temporary. And as Christians, we're supposed to be looking for and hasting to the day, Lord. Why? Because we're looking for a new heaven and a new earth. That's what we're waiting for. We're one where righteousness prevails. One where righteousness dwells. That's what we're looking for. And as we see things happening in this planet, as we see the more and more frequent earthquakes, and as we see all the disasters that are going, on, I'm not saying we you, know, you get excited. You know, it, unfortunately, bad things are happening to people. You know, people die. In these things, but it is, it should be a reminder to us that you know what? Tribulation is just around the corner. Which means we're almost out of here. And it's almost time for the new heaven and the new earth. And we ought to be excited about that. And if we do want to, we, we can't save the planet. But if we can save some individuals, can't we? By telling them about Jesus. And that's what we ought to do. And if, if you get caught up in this environmentalist thing, if, and if you are worried about the planet, the last thing you need to do is get caught up in this Earth Day stuff. It's only making it worse. So with that, with that let's go ahead and stand together as Bob and I's close.